Welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your hosts and licensed funeral directors, Victor Rubio and Natalie Willis. I'm Victor Rubio. <laughs> it's been so long since I've said this. Should I do it Espanol or English? We're we're rolling, so oh, this is oh, live. Oh, uh, yo soy Natalie Willis. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Espanol. And we are kicking off season five doing uh, a special bonus episode of... A special bonus. Right, thank you for that, <laughs> of American Beauty. And do you know the reason why we're doing American Beauty? I do. Okay. Because of Alan Ball. Okay. And who, what... He did Six Feet Under. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> what and is True it? Blood. What does he have to do with this movie? He's the director. He's the No, writer. he wrote it. He uh-huh. wrote it. He wrote the script mm-hmm. based upon Amy Fisher in the beginning. Sort of. Okay. Very does anybody even based. remember? Do you even know the Amy Fisher story? Is that I Joey was, Botafuco? Joey Botafuco. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's from Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Natalie <laughs> just tossed a sausage at me. <laughs> Yeah, so you remember all that? I You weren't old enough, were you? Of, I mean, I remember it being a big thing. Yo, they had a Lifetime movie. They, have a lifetime, they had a Lifetime movie about Mary our podcast. Mary Jo Botafuco. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm done. I, I haven't said it in like 20 years. I will give you $100 if you do the entire podcast in that voice. <laughs> Fucking Lester. Oh. <laughs> Fucking Lester. Oh, I just use bad language. Forget about it. Well, that's why we are doing this uh, <laughs> special bonus episode to sort of kick us off for the fifth and final season of Six Feet Under. As Natalie said, this uh, movie, I kind of said, and I've been struggling with with what the terminology is. It's sort of like Na- Al- ah, Nate Balls, Alan Balls, like, I don't know. What do you say like we do something to get a bigger job? A directorial debut. No, that's not. The directorial debut <laughs> is first. Sounded really good, though. One point for me. Sort of like his, like, his, his, why, like, if I can make it like why I should get six feet under, and he kind of gave this, he did this movie. That's not how it worked. I'm just saying, like, it just, and right off the bat, there's a lot of, um, uh, I don't know. You could see a lot of, let me ask you this. Can you, and answer me honestly, just don't say yes. Can you... <laughs> you totally know I'm going to say yes. Can so. you see a lot of Six Feet Under in this? Yes. Are you Are you just yes, saying Yes, no, that? no, no, no. And we'll also, there's it. a funeral scene too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That was a, his future. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glass ball. <laughs> um, so we'll get into, there's a lot of people I want to say hi and thanks to over the, what's it been? Over, a little bit over a month since we finished season four, but... We've had some big major changes in we our have, lives. We have, but I've, we have, we have. Which just sounded really good. <laughs> and uh, we'll get into that as we sort of kick off episode one next week, but I want to keep this podcast just something as a, like a one-off, uh, so I'm not always just reviewing Six Feet Under. And just do something special with this American Beauty movie. And I, it's funny because I said I was going to do this podcast since the day this podcast started. And it's really funny. Like, here we are. and Here we are. It's, um, finally, it's finally happening. For people who haven't uh, seen this movie or they haven't seen it in a while, I wrote up a little uh, plot summary. So I'm going to read it. And then for people who, you know, whatnot can, if they haven't seen the movie, hopefully this will refresh their mind. And if not, um, go ahead, watch the movie, pause the podcast, and come back. Um, you can critique me on this because I kind of wrote this on the fly. Okay. And I don't know. 
but you have to critique me in an Italian <laughs> Fuko accent. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> you, okay, wait, I've made. Oh, one. I'll try. Oh, oh hey, tough guy. Okay. tough guy. This is really racist. <laughs> yeah, I, you did that, not me. <laughs> but you have to critique me in an Italian voice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna attempt it. After his death, sometime in his 43rd year, as told in voiceover, suburbanite Lester Burnham tells of the last few weeks of his life, during which he had no idea of his eminent passing. Lester lives the suburban life with his wife, Carolyn, an eager real estate agent, and rebellious daughter. Is it Janie or Jane? Um, it's Jane, but they call her Janie. Janie. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think they call her Janie, not Janine. No, they call her Janie. I'm saying Janie. That does not sound Italian at all. Oh, pardon me, moi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Angela, Janie's friend from high school, catches Lester's eye at a school function, thus thus sparking Lester's midlife crisis. As Lester begins to wander, so does Carolyn by attempting to gain tips and knowledge from real estate king Buddy Kane, whom she later has an affair with. Uh, Recently moved in neighbors, homophobic Colonel Frankie Fitz watches his son Ricky Fitz closely, who works busing jobs to keep his dad sent away from his real income selling pot. Over the course of the story, during Lester's midlife crisis, he starts smoking pot with neighbor Ricky, who begins to date his daughter, Janie, while lusting after Angela. On one fateful night, all of these storylines intertwine as Frankie Fitz mistakes, mistakes, whoa, mistakens, mistakes? Thanks. Uh, <laughs> Lester and Ricky's recent team up as sexual, to which allows Frank to attempt to kiss Lester, freeing his own sexuality. Having been a misunderstanding, Frank leaves to go get a gun. Meanwhile, Ricky Fitz and Jane plan their escape to New York while Lester's infatuation with Angela comes to fruition, only to get short, only to get cut short by realizing she's too young. As Lester looks back on his life and family, Frank shoots Lester in the back of the head, thus ending his life as Lester's voiceover about his life play over a series of family images as credits roll. That was a good job. Thank you. You're, you're hey, hey, give this guy a cannoli, eh? Good job, Freddy Five Fingers. Hey, that was good. That was actually a really good impersonation. Uh, and thank but you. it w- but it wasn't because uh, she was underage. He chose. I, not there to was more. He, hold on, I glossed uh, okay, over. Okay, a lot. okay, okay, okay. Just making sure. The, the, you asked me to critique you, and I'm critiquing you. Right. Uh, let me first say this: if you've never seen, um, if you've never seen this movie, and you want some of that like six feet under fix and you're lucky to have never seen this movie. I would definitely say recommend, definitely. I recommend watching this movie because there's a lot of six feet under minus all the funeral home stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say definitely see this movie. It's a great movie. Uh, like you said, it was directed by Sam Mendes and written by Alan Ball. Um, Do you know what Sam Mendes is famous for other than being a director? Eva Mendes is no, he's married to Kate Winslet. Oh, is he? Yeah. I think he's probably more famous for directing movies. <laughs> I don't think like... <laughs> Pretty sure it's because he married Rose from Titanic, but you know, we can agree to disagree. Uh, how much backsto- back like trivia do you know about this? Because you already are coming in with... Well, I know some. I mean, I remember I remember when this first came out. I remember what... Um, That's not no. trivia. No, no. I know some. Okay. Some. Okay. Because uh, this was originally written to be a play, mm-hmm. but uh, Alan Ball was kind of a TV comedy writer. It's sort of getting sick of it. He wrote this, and it took years. It took like 10 years before someone picked this up and finally went ahead with it. What do you know do you how much know? they paid for the script? No. That would be $250,000. Wow. 
Somebody Wikipedia this. That would be me. What other trivia do you have? I have so much trivia no, that I think I, I forgot I know a lot. some trivia, but I will tell you what's what I remember after watching this movie for the first time in 1999 when it was released. I was 19 years old. Um, internet was a thing, but it wasn't like how it is today. And I would go into different internet forums about American Beauty. And let me tell you, the, um, the rooms were blowing up with the conspiracy theories about who actually did it. Why? It, because it it just no one could it 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 was blowing up. What are you talking about? About how the ending? I mean, do you want me to spoil it? I just I already said. Oh yeah, Frank shoots Lester. There's no there's but there's no. But it, I'm telling you, this is 1999. People were saying no, it wasn't him. It was uh, Ricky that did it. It they it was. I just remember that it was the chat rooms are blowing up about that. The only reason why I'm like somebody, somebody that's listening when this movie. I'm not saying today. Hold on, hold on. I'm saying in '99 when this I came out. I am going to issue a a a what I'm, I'll on the air here, and you don't have to give me anything. This is a one sided bet. I will, per, I don't know, screenshot it. I will Venmo you twenty bucks if you could find someone from pre two thousand five mm-hmm. who finds this. Because not only do you see. I couldn't Ricky. agree with no, you no, more. No, 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 I know. I'm saying, because not only do they give you Ricky, uh, I'm sorry, Frank, mm-hmm. with his shirt and bloodied, but then they do the series of they show everyone where they were when the, the gunshot. I shot. know. I'm telling you, the rooms are blowing up. It's I not wa- always true what you read on the internet. Okay, I if I want, I will give, I or will. was it Carolyn that they thought that did it? I don't, anyone mm-hmm. who thinks someone did it other than Frank. Got it. 20 if, bucks? If someone can, I'll, I'm going to open this up to anyone listening. No. If you yeah, just if you can I'll find, do. I know. As soon as we do this, I'm gonna Google it and I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot it to you. Then I, I got twenty bucks. Where they say they don't think Frank did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I will send me you twenty bucks. Thank you. If not, do I get anything? My friendship. So, <laughs> yeah, we can. Yes. Um, if not, then I'll give you. You don't have to give me any money. An apology. On the air for being wrong. And you have to call me King Vic for an entire episode. I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get to the movie. Um, I, I it's funny because I did my first watching and I just note wrote down like all how similar even these characters and just even the story plotline whatnot how close it is to Six Feet Under and I guess we'll get there over the course of of the episode. Um, I guess to start with the opening scenes, right? They have, I think, right from the start they really show Lester is like in this prison and i'm doing the so the, yeah this, this is so 90s this movie uh yeah it, it, it's it, so it's, it's 90s. late it's late 90s and it's very like yeah it's telling of like oh suburban life isn't all what it's supposed to be middle class yeah 90s like to show how yep. messed up the middle yes, class is yes and their, their perfect home and it whatnot. was so perfectly accurate um but like i was saying the 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 it does a great job within like the first five minutes of just showing us about our characters. And like I was saying, they show, they really come to show that Lester's like in a prison because mm-hmm. they even have him, I wrote down all the things, he have him, his room, the mm-hmm. first, after they, they do the overhead of his neighborhood, his room where he's like sleeping looks like a prison because there's mm-hmm. just like a bed and it's all white and whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he looks on his neighbors in the window, mm-hmm. he's like behind the glass and all that. And his even his office, like his little cubicle, With the, it's just very... And the computer screen. I read somewhere the there screen, too. Right. Yeah, the, yep. Um, <laughs> I have a note here that for whatever reason, my girlfriend made it a point to let me know she ate miracle Grow. Because apparently there's a scene where Carolyn says her gloves matches her shears. Yeah. Do you remember that? No, no. And Lester said her, it wasn't a mistake. 
Yeah, he said it's not a mistake. And then her neighbor said, "How do yeah. you get your roses?" And she said, "It's miracle eggshells, eggshells and miracle, miracle grow." And then my girlfriend made it a point to say, "I also ate miracle grow." So okay, yes. <laughs> uh, Carolyn's gloves matching uh, her cutting shears. I just feel like that's such like a perfect. Uh, I don't know what the word is. Just like <laughs> it's like Florence <laughs> Brady perfection. Uh, our, I guess we could talk a little bit about Carolyn here. Um, I like that, like, the real estate king is, like, taunting her across the street from the house she's trying to sell. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, like, there from the beginning, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, we really see, like, her... It's funny. All these characters are changed by the end of the movie. Like, all of them are just completely, you know... Um, <laughs> we have the movie on here, and it's just... She's... All this, like, self-help, self-talking she's doing. Like, yeah, you know, Tony I, Robinson I, I stuff. will sell this Is it house Tony Robert, Robinson or I Tony, Tony Rob- Robbins? Tony Robbins, yes. Yeah. That, that, this is his time. This is where he was uh, big. I, I mean, I, and she's not doing that as... I, I, I guess there, there, there's some of that, but just a lot of, like, you know, come off as really... Sell your image, right? Yeah. She's, like, really trying to do that. And you see, like, as soon as the open house ends she's so solid she's hysterical but then she yeah. slaps the shit out of herself yeah 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 <laughs> you know that is i mean that is such a like a you would think she's living like the perfect lives the perfect mm-hmm. whatever and like she's a fucking nutcase she's like, you a know? huge nutcase uh, you know you know what? let me take that back she's not a nutcase she's as normal as everyone else's uh-huh. but she she projects herself to be better or bigger than there you go else. i like the way you said that Do you see a lot of ruth in her yes there's definitely absolutely there, there's even that episode in six feet underwear Ruth does um, self-help. She goes through like the seminars or whatever. I forgot mm-hmm. what it's called. The plan, I think. And yeah, it's like sort of like the same thing, you know? And mm-hmm. just how, I guess the image also Ruth tries to portray, you know, mm-hmm. same thing with Carolyn. Um, <laughs> yeah, just her, her self-selling real estate as an image. Uh, the high school basketball dance. Do you know who this dance scene was choreographed by? No idea. Oh, okay. Well, it was choreographed by... Paula Abdul. <laughs> That's my girl. I did a song. Uh, uh, in- I listen. There's a commentary on here by Sam Mendes and Alan Ball. But if you do en- enough internet research, all that internet trivia that's out there, it's all from the commentary. It's like, Is I it? heard this. I heard this. I heard this. Uh-huh. I just, you know. Um, and here we get our introduction into Mina. Is it Mina Suvari? Yeah. Yeah. Character gorgeous. Angela Hayes. Uh, do you remember her name from Six Feet Under? Yes, uh, I don't. <laughs> what was uh, her name again? Edie. Edie. There you go. Edie. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think anyone else in this movie has was on Six Feet Under. None. Right. I think it's just Angela. Is well, it e- Edie? Edie. What are we going to call her from here on out? Mina, Edie, or Angela? Angela, please. Angela. Angela. Oh, Angela. Hey, Angela. Oh, Angela. Angela. <laughs> um. So yes, and then when they they they, they start to do this little dance scene here. And it just what, seems like Janie's so out of place in this dance team. Well, yeah, and like like she, she just doesn't like she should be with the goth girls. I mean, right? she's like trying to fit in, but doesn't want to fit no. in. No, feels like she needs. to But fit even in. if you watch her dancing, she's kind of offbeat. She's you can tell she's not like. Yeah, she's did, I'm sure they did that it. on purpose. Um, but this, you know, and we start to see Lester's infatuation with her. This and is I, I think I think it, it's not her. That could have been any girl that was probably in the middle. I think it was just yeah. that's the that's the closest girl that made him feel all of this, whatever. Um, and Lester has this whole dream of basically Angela and these roses, and you know we see a lot of red and roses throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
did you pick up on any symbolism or you, what you, you know i did not what do you think the rose represents because let me let me say too the tagline to the film is look closer mm-hmm. so just everything we've talked about so far just about like how perfect suburban home suburban life and you know the idea of like look closer and mm-hmm. the same thing with the rose Nothing. Is it because there's thorns on a rose? So, yes. Okay, sort of, I got it. Okay, well. I have no idea what If I could have not means. pushed you any further <laughs> yes, into it. I have it. no idea what it means. Uh, but yeah, no, no, I think that's definitely it. I mean, you just, you, there's this big, beautiful house with this big, big red door. Uh, Lest, every single Lester, I mean, when they kiss later on, you know, Lester spits this red mm-hmm. petal out from his, you know. Yeah. Just the whole idea of, you know, um... Yeah, like, you know, you get really close to a rose, it's going to have the thorn. and It's going to stick you. Yeah, okay. it's going to stick you. <laughs> um, I just remember also how beautiful, and also, again, watching it, how beautiful the, um, is it the word cinematography, something like that is? Nailed it. Yeah, listen, those roses, the Cinnamon, way. Cinematography. Uh-huh. It's so pretty don't you think yes it's so pretty and i i think still to this day it's like in the back of my mind when i see a red rose Mm -hmm. there's like 10 percent of my mind it's like like i don't always recognize it but Mm -hmm. i you know it's just plastered all over this film and even like the the movie poster to this yeah is just the uh Mm -hmm. uh did you bring my dvd back or no nope okay (laughs) (laughs) and i i have to say we are roughly 18 minutes into the podcast i'm shocked you haven't brought up kevin spacey because I, th- I thought for sure we were going to have to argue about this. No, because you told me not to. You, t- <laughs> you didn't I, listen the, to me. My New Year's resolution to was to listen, to, listen to, to you. More. <laughs> listen to you more. You told me I wasn't allowed to. Do you have anything you want to say about it? I hate Kevin Spacey. Okay. But the only reason why I'm doing this is because it's tied to Six Feet Under and this was pre what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not supporting Kevin Spacey. I hate Kevin Spacey. The end. He's a pig. He's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting what he did. It's disgusting what all these people in Hollywood have done. And I'm really proud of the Me Too movement. And Harvey Weinstein should be in prison. That's what see, happens when you're rich. You, ever you see get like away with it. When they, they, he was he behind throws, this movie too. They start like um like winding up the lasso, then like they throw it on they throw it out and they like rope someone in. No, uh uh-uh. uh. You know what I mean? When they go like this, uh huh, and then they throw it. Yeah. And then they pull someone in. Yeah. That's what I'm doing to you right now. Okay, so I'm done talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. Uh I think it's funny less once Lester says he's feel like he's been in a coma and he starts acting like a seventeen <laughs> year old, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Acting like their age. Um call he because you remember there's that quick scene where he <laughs> his daughter's taking a shower and he goes through her phone book that is so embarrassing have you ever done that gone through somebody's phone no book? no call and been like <gasps> yes <laughs> yes lord but you remember it was star seven two pound right nope, to block star six seven star six seven and block star 69 yeah. what got it um yeah you ever do it like you ever call they picked up and you were like uh, 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 i still uh, do it to this day i had a lot of blocked calls numbers last week was that you <laughs> what <are> you bro <laughs> yes <laughs> uh i th- i thought how funny how juvenile lester starts becoming and that's just so funny he calls and like uh-huh. just hangs what was he gonna like what was he gonna say yeah what was he gonna hey. go ahead with like hey, hey um yeah like, remember you know, me um but i just think it's really funny how you know how he he yeah, he just he's the child of the house. He starts becoming the, the It was the really funny one. too that he had to go through a phone book to get a phone number. Oh, Do you I, even I, know phone numbers anymore? Oh man, I know like What's my number? So we meet Frank <laughs> Exactly. I don't know your number. I know your 
That's it. I should probably edit that out. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, we meet Frank Fitz. Well, I, I guess we could talk a little bit about this scene here when uh, this is this is before Lester jumps in the sho- um, jumps in the shower. Yeah. Calls Angela. The, you know, they're talking in the car and, and uh, Angela says the, you know, which kind of gets repeated towards the end of the film is there's nothing worse than being ordinary. And I know I'm becoming a model because I know people want to fuck me, which I think is hilarious. That Jane's and not buying it. And she's how, over it. And how like, f- not fake. I don't know what the word is for Angela. What, what's the word for what she is right now? Just like. Well, Angela has a huge ego right now. Right. I mean, she's she's egotistical and she's fake. I mean, she is fake. She's yeah. phony. Yeah. And you find out at the end that she's she was full of it all. Of it all. Yeah. Have you ever had a friend like that? Or is oh, that, I yeah. think there might yeah. be a lot with women too. I know like in. I have in, a person I pop. Yeah. In high school, I had, yeah. I always, I, I was like the Janine and there was somebody named Angela in my life and, oh, she was so, you know, I was always heavier. Oh, she was so skinny. She was going to own Hollywood, be a model. Her parents gave her BMW, but her life was just fantastic. It was so annoying listening to yeah. her. And uh, I like how, if you watch that scene, Janie's like rolling her eyes, yeah, you know, just shut up, girl. And at the end of the scene is where we kind of meet the neighbor, uh, Ricky. Ricky Fitz. Yo, not going to lie. I remember having a thing for him in 1999 <laughs> it's okay he was 18 in that movie he, and uh again when i watched it this week that confidence that ricky yeah put oh well you jesus, know it's you know hot really, you know what's really funny is like he's sexy he doesn't i feel like if this this movie if you air this movie no one had ever seen it and you air it today he doesn't come off as the weird one. No. Like, he's, like, completely normal. Completely normal. I mean, I mean as we're watching the movie... Janie comes off weird. Yeah. And oh, Angela no. comes off like a mental basket case. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and we also meet his father, Frankie Fitz. Total homophobe. Right. So I, w- I think it's a really funny... And the, I've like, said it before. The people that are like that are usually the ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, homophobia has an underlying. Of, yeah. Like, what are you so scared about? All those people that are, all <laughs> those know? people that are so critical and so yeah. outspoken against um, homosexuality are usually the ones that are I, sneaking t- around. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what, though. I think it's really funny how they played it, where the neighbors have to introduce themselves and like, oh, we're partners. Oh, he's like, well, what do you do? Yeah. Get this cut to the chase, boys. It's so funny that he can't even <laughs> fathom like. What yeah, kind of partner. Oh, oh, you know, and that's where we start to see, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's funny their relationship, right? Because obviously, like we spoke, we we're speaking. Frank has a problem with has homophobia, right? There's All no over other him. way to call yeah. it. And he kind of like tries to pawn it off on Ricky. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, "That's what's wrong today." Yeah, These, you know, f words, whatever. What's that called? Uh, deflecting upon somebody else. Or I what's would it say called? inflecting. Uh-huh. Deflecting or is, it is like project it, projecting, projecting it onto right. somebody else. Yep. And it's funny because like, Ricky doesn't care. Like, Ricky, yeah, Ricky's probably like less. the most progressive in this film. Exactly. And, you know, he probably, truly is. Yeah. Um, Do you see a savings account? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that boy's got some money. You know, okay. <laughs> Good for him. He could save. Uh, it's funny. Once his father realizes Ricky's just placating him, you know, he's ever saying, yeah, mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, saying exactly what he wants to hear. And I think it's sort of the same way with Angela and Angela and Carolyn. Um, like it's Angela and Jane. Jane will say yes and yeah. support her, and Lester says yes to Carolyn, just to shut her up. Uh, I, I, I guess leave Lester. I, I think it's more with Jane and Angela uh-huh. and the, the way their father, because Jane will just be like, yeah, you're right. He is a creep. Get yeah. away from me, whatever. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of exactly what Angela... What's the story with... Um, explain to me Ricky's mom. What's wrong with her? Uh, you know, I was going to ask you, I think if I had to give her a story, uh, a backstory, I think she, she has she gone... she on pills? I think she's gone through so many episodes with 
hit her husband, Frankie Fitz. Uh-huh. Like so many times he's probably wigged out about stuff that she's become so like uh, comatose that she's just like, it, it, she blocks out the world because he's probably been so awful. You know, I imagine like in their early years, he probably like used to abuse her, whatever. Yeah. And like, he's probably like backed off now, but there's mm-hmm. no matter what that's still in him. And he, she just be, sort of became like this, like figure. She's not like really a wife, a mother or whatever. She's just you know? there. She's just there. That's it. Yeah. Um, Keeps an immaculate that's house. That's like the story. I, I, I We should find that out. I, and I try to dig a little bit too. They just describe her in a comatose state. Yes, but why? What is the point? I mean, she's like deep I, I know, in a comatose you, if, state. If, I, I think if you see, if you kind of like just dissect the Frank figure mm-hmm. and he's into all this war stuff and every night they have to watch a war yes. movie and whatever. I just think she's probably shut herself off to the point where she's like, I'm just going to be comatose because that's probably easier. You oh, know? wow. What a life. That's what that's I think. horrific. But, uh... We could talk about the, I, I'm calling it the real estate ballroom scene when yeah. <laughs> we meet uh, the king. Uh, Carolyn's fake image she tries to sell is so cringeworthy. So cringeworthy. But I love Lester too. He's like, honey, I'll be whatever you <laughs> want me to be. He sticks his tongue down her throat for like 20 minutes. You know, it's funny, like her fake laugh reaches across the room <laughs> and Lester drinking at the bar is so great. He's like, ah, ah, more, more. <laughs> I, I, I just, I really love the way they shape. To me, I love the way Lester's character is shaped throughout mm-hmm. the movie because just what he goes through. But, um, you know, you just kind of, Lester is almost like disgusted by his wife. Oh, um, he's disgusted. Yeah, yeah. And I, I to, to Lester's point, like, why wouldn't you be? Mm-hmm. You know, like, your wife is just trying to sell this totally fake image. Yeah. Uh, but I, w- I would also say, like, up to this point, Lester's probably done the same. It's just this like so? little like midlife. Well, pride. yeah, I mean he's been he's his like he's wearing butt. a vest. Yeah, his high point in the day is when he jerks off in the shower. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we have that term in our friendship vocabulary. And here is Can where we, we talk about one of one of my favorite scenes. This one. Yeah. When Angela. When Angela. Okay, sorry. <laughs> when Angela's like rubbing, like saying that she had to sleep with the photographers. Oh yeah. And then the girl's like, "You need to get over yourself. You've been in seventeen once, and you are." <laughs> and walks away and i just then, love that she's like that's just the real world yeah. <laughs> that's how it is she goes you're a prostitute <laughs> oh uh, god at the real estate ballroom scene we connect uh lester and ricky Fitz with uh, smoking pot the way ricky quits his job i think it's totally please, admirable please please when i quit a job can it be that cool can it be that cool <laughs> well, you know what you know what i love about that it? that was it, perfect but you know what i love about it and it's great writing is the literal explanation. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, I quit, therefore you don't have to pay me now anymore. Now leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Now leave me alone. I hated my job in 1999. And when he did that, I wanted to quit like that so bad. And I did I, not. And I think here is where Lester really starts to he just, act he, even younger. He freaks out. He's like, you just quit your job and you well, don't even he care. Start, it's funny because he starts looking up to Ricky. Yes. And... You know, the scene where he, uh, in that scene where, you know, his wife comes outside and he hides the pot. And then he starts But he giggling. starts laughing. Like, uh-huh. I was that in, like, you know, middle school. Like, yeah. making a joke with my friend and, uncontro- you know, yeah. uncontrollable laughter and whatnot. Uh, we just really start to see, like, Lester's... Transition. Tra- like, uh, what do you call it when you're going down in a transition? I don't know. Degressing in life? Yeah, no, okay. That's not a word. Downhill. He's going downhill. No, because it's not a bad thing. No, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> this sort of leads into, uh, uh, when they're back at the house that night, 
um, Lester is sort of spying on Angela and Jane in their room. <laughs> and Angela says she'd totally have sex with him if he worked out. Yes. He spirals into like a fitness fanatic. But then they, but listen, listen. Then he, Angela's like, did you hear that? And he goes running, running across <laughs> those hardwood floors so loud. Uh, and, and of course they didn't hear them. They saw the Jane and the fire, which is beautiful. And it's kind of cool here that like, you know, all, all while this is happening, Ricky is just sort of being found at random times just recording observing uh, Janie, you know but i mean here's where he gets he really gets a house of two tails because upstairs is like angela and jane mm-hmm. you know and he's really interested in jane mm-hmm. and then downstairs you see fucking lester he it looks like he's pa- like you know pumping iron they're like five pound yeah. aerobic <laughs> they're like rubber. 3.5 he's pounders. like he's like pounding rubber yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's just but i i know i totally could understand less like at this point do you side with less like can you understand where lester's coming from mm-hmm. or not? yeah mm-hmm. just you know his like he said his their sex life is probably locked somewhere in a box they haven't nothing. had it yeah and you know it's funny like angela being the youngest one's like yeah your dad needs to get laid yeah and then here this you know young girl he starts becoming attracted to just says I'd have sex with him, which is completely insane. Yeah, and he just starts, you know, he. All of oh my gosh, he becomes buff. And uh, do these people not know anything about blinds or curtains? I mean, well, I mean, all, I mean, there, there's all. Yeah, I mean, but you but you you missed over that Lester tr- stripped down and looked oh, at yeah. himself in the window naked to see what his body looked like, and that was filmed. That that becomes important later on in the movie. That he's naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, when his when uh, Colonel Fitz finds oh, right. goes through and sees naked Lester, yeah, part yeah. of his adding up that those two must be together. I think also if we want to speak on terms of imagery, I don't think the word is imagery, whatnot. But like all along this point, that's like Lester stripping down to like I've got nothing. You are right, but he's also like because he even says it. Who, you know, who do you think you are? I'm a man who's got nothing to lose. Yep, and he's just bear mm-hmm. it's funny in the commentary uh they had written it for him to just take off just his you know down to his underwear mm-hmm. and kevin space was like no no i'm going all for it and mm-hmm. it kind of just worked out perfect where it's like you know he's really uh, um yeah he's you know starting from the ground up um <laughs> i mean I, there's so many times i said this is my favorite scene this is my favorite scene i i, I was able to knock down one favorite what is scene. that uh we'll, we'll talk about it later but uh, when Lester is, you made a face when I said jerking off. So what would you like me to call it? Pleasing himself? <laughs> Why don't we just use a technical term for it? I don't know what the technical term, jerking off? <laughs> no, that's not the technical term for it. What's the technical term? Masturbation. <laughs> I can't see him with a straight face either. So Lester's jerking off okay, in bed. Okay. Do you remember his three euphemisms when his wife catches him? He's like, <laughs> whoa, look at what I'm doing over here, Um. <laughs> Do you Wait, remember them? No, well, oh, his, uh, yes, no, tell me, I remember because I laughed. He's like, ah, oh, so what if I'm whacking off, choking the bishop, chafing the carrot, <laughs> saying hi to my monster. <laughs> hey, <say> <laughs> That's but, one of your favorite scenes? I mean, at that point in the movie, yes, uh-huh. but then it just, it keeps getting moved, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and he tells her off. Yeah. When she does the whole, gonna I'm going to divorce, and he said, grounds? on what, yeah. and he, that smile when he rolled over, uh-huh. That is the beginning of the end. But I, yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've already starting to see like his, like he it's funny, just like, overcame one it's his huge down, obstacle. It's his downward spiral, but it's yeah. also like him on the way up Yep. because 
you know, the next morning he's out running with the I don't know Jim and Jim, them. right? Is that their names? Yeah, I don't, something I've, like I've been that. calling them the gay neighbors, but I mean, they make it a point in this film that it's important that they're gay because mm-hmm. that's where Frank sees them and makes like, oh, that what nasty is the, comment, uh, the, the gay parade, parade, gay parade, whatnot. But like, it, you know, it, what's funny about that is this is also kind of while obviously Lester isn't gay, even as we see at the end of the film, mm-hmm. it's also like his coming out party. Yes. Now he's like, you know, I'm running with them and I'm, I'm going to, he said, I just want to look good naked. I just want to, and like, that's like the truth. <laughs> that's, that's the truest thing for most everybody, right? That's what the, we work out for. We want to look good naked. But kind of like I was saying that Lester starts to look up to Ricky, which is a total role reversal, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you know, they make the comment. I was like, uh, you know, he's, he's running and, and, you know, they go upstairs to his room. How in awe Lester is of Ricky. Yeah. You know, he's like, all, oh my like, God. This is how you afford it. Yeah. <laughs> and the pot, the pot that Ricky deals. Are we going to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Go the ahead. The $300, like 20 pound bag or the 2000 of the most chill stuff the government uh, creates. You know, it, it's kind of the way when you were little, a hundred dollars was like, whoa, you have a hundred dollars. Like, you know, now a hundred dollars, like fuck, you know, um, just the way Lester's like, oh my God, look how much of this pot is. Oh my God. How do you afford all this? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, I just think it's really like, it's like, it's like Ricky is the dad mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's the kid, you know? Um, in today's world, Ricky owns a pot, dis- medical pot dispensary in Colorado. Oh, I mean, by this point, of course yeah. he does. Yeah. Like yeah. 12 of them actually. <laughs> Uh, I think we're at the point where we can take a little break and cut off half here. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Great. And now... A word from our sponsors. Oh, you like getting oh, nailed by the king? Oh, yes, I love it. There must be some way out of here, said the Joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can get no relief. And we are back from our break. Natalie, how'd you feel about that break? It was nice. <laughs> uh, I could have done this a little bit better, but I guess we could just continue on talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, this is where I started like three scenes is where I kept saying, this is my favorite scene. This is my favorite mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my favorite scene for years until I watched it now with a little bit of more maturity and age in me. Um, when he's working out in the garage and, you know, his wife comes in, hmm. you know, he's like, first I'm going to do my back and then I'm going to wail on my pecs. <laughs> <laughs> that that scene is what made me love Kevin Spacey. Uh-huh. Um, you know, his, I mean, he talk about, I mean, he, like I, I keep saying, talk about not caring anymore. Like, you know, he's really... He's a teenager just rebelling against his parents, yes, you know? Yes, um, Let me let me circle back a little bit because I wanted to talk about stuff that was pointed out from Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the music. Oh, I love the music. The mu- but it's, I'm saying it's, it's very... The same. It's yes, the, it's, it's similar. It's the same composer mm-hmm. as, as the title song from uh-huh. Six Feet Under. So 
but yeah, if I put this music in six feet under, you would not blink an eye. Like, yeah, not at this all. This is part yeah. of it, you know. Yeah. Um, the 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 how the movie starts out when when Lester they show him in the shower jerking off, and that shower first of all looks like a prison, mm-hmm. like you know, because it's like closed and whatnot. But if you remember, there's Nate. Nate does it in his car. If you remember, there's I think it's like end of season three mm-hmm. when he can't stand Lisa and all mm-hmm. that. Um, a gay couple, right there is a lot of six feet under. Um, Jane, I don't want to like. It's too closely stereotype them compared to Six Feet Under, but I mean she's Claire. Yes, you know what I mean. Just yes. like a rebellion. Oh, absolutely. The, you know, all she would Claire would hate Angela, would fucking yes. despise her. And it's funny because Claire tried. Well, she did have sex with Angela. Yeah, <laughs> she liked it yes. so much. You know, <laughs> it's just funny that, that you know those two uh, worlds. Um, and it's something too. We find out. It's one of the first words Lester says is, I'll be dead in a year. Mm-hmm. And if you kind of think about how Six Feet Under started, within the opening five, ten minutes, mm-hmm. Nathaniel dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, whoa, mm-hmm. how does this play out from mm-hmm. here, you know? Um, so I just feel like Alan Ball has like a he's like a tendency to just, hey, you know that main character? Dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just so you guys know. <laughs> uh, Lester's kind of attitude we're talking about now and at... I feel like there's a lot of parallels between Lester and Nate. Just a lot of their like... I agree with you. I am one with the world. You know, yeah. and I'm... Don't yeah. give a fuck attitude. Yeah. You know, whatnot. Yeah. Selfish. And then know? there's... And David and uh, Carolyn would be similar too. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just think the dinner scenes where we really get introduced to our characters and the way the mom tries to bring everyone together. She tries same, to control everything. But it's the same way Ruth mm-hmm. would always be making food for, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of other similarities, but that's just those were one of the the things that I, I remember um, writing up. So the this scene where where Lester's working out in the garage, you know, I just totally love it. Smoking pot while working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lester blackmails his company into beautiful <laughs> a severance package with a fake sexual harassment. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful. I, I mean, he's like on the loose. And he kind of has no regard for his family's life. Nothing. His family. He's, you a know? New, he's a newfound person. But he's also wildly free. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's never been freer. Mm-hmm. And you can see it in him. He's mm-hmm. the, how much happier he's acting. Wouldn't you, you know? like to spend the last year of your life like that? That free? Oh, I, I mean, like if I knew, yeah. yeah I'm going to yeah. work tomorrow and tell off my female coworker. You know? Yeah, I, I feel bad for her. You, that's the second joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid joke. That's why I'm not laughing. Okay. <laughs> My New Year's resolution was also not to laugh at your stupid jokes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny. I think Lester and Carolyn, his wife, I think they're, let let me just put air quotes around their spirits, their souls are getting freed at the same time because while Lester is quitting his job and, you know, he's all out, Carolyn is getting nailed by the... Real estate king. Yeah, you like getting nailed by the king. Buddy Kane. (laughs) Um, but that's the same time Lester's quitting his, you know what I mean? So they're mm-hmm. both in way separate and different ways, you right. know, um, they're both liberating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Like one's totally cheat on him. The ones mm-hmm. kind of like ruined his family of sorts. Um, you know, Lester's now in his car. I love, this is what I mean. Every scene, like the next uh-huh. scene, I'm like, no, no, I love this one more. When he's in his car, smoking pot, listening to American woman, uh-huh. I just fucking love it. Totally unscripted. 
Yeah. Oh, blood. was it? Like just oh, like okay. yeah, uh-huh. it was gonna be played over. Uh huh. It was just kind of like him, a montage of sorts of him, uh-huh. just like you know whatever. Um, and he was gonna be like at, at like a deli or whatever, like checking out a girl and just like giving his number and all that. He just no, went into that this, was perfect. Yeah, he just went into this thing. It's like you know, um, have you ever done that in the car? You've had to smoke not, a not joint to a, and not to an American uh, woman. American no, woman, just like oh. fucking balling out as if what? Yes. To what song? Uh, lately, it's been Tears for Fears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Head over heels. New favorite band. Right. Listen, uh, one of my favorite scenes is coming up. And with that, when he goes to the Smiley Burger and he sees that they're taking applications. Well, this is right. This is the scene that's right after it. Yeah. And he's interviewing and he's like, that's not fair. I have some fats. <laughs> I want to do that in my life again. I want, and I want, and he says, I want the least amount of responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that there was so, it was just perfect. Uh, yeah, as he's ordering burgers, he applies for a job. He says, certainly uh, you must have some type of training program. <laughs> it's just really funny. You think, you know, he just quit a job where they asked for it. What's, what's your responsibility so you can earn more? Correct. You know, earn, no, so you can uh, earn uh, your you know, job. Yeah, earn Keep your, your job. job. Yeah. Keep your job. List Bullshit. your responsibilities. Do you remember? That's the shit that they did in the 90s, the way that they managed people. Well, I mean, you know, Tell them you know what movie is the same exact this one? Office Space. Oh, you know what I mean? Just is. like let's let's totally yes. categorize your. Do you think that both of life. these movies, as far as like the office, the office space, and then that the office scene, really encompass the '90s workforce? Oh, definitely. I think this movie more oh. than more than oh, whatever. Man. It does. Doesn't it? Like you, one of you, one of you higher ups. I forget the guy spent a year salary on, on a, a cross on a hooker. Yeah. Right. Like, you know what I mean? That's yep. just totally, that's most that's, people that's have the to 90s. bite there, you know? Mm-hmm. I think this movie and Office Space totally, I mean, this movie, obviously, it's, you know, 5% of the film, but yeah, definitely. Um, after after this this scene, we get that little six feet under nod. Yes. Even though it's not, it's just a hearse. I know, but it's still <laughs> really nice, okay? No, no, it is, it is. I'm just saying, it's not like, it's like, oh my God, six feet under's there. I'm just saying like, here yeah. comes six feet under. What was that? Okay. <laughs> uh, and I, I guess sort of like what this movie is known for, um, I guess like one of the, the imageries, uh, image of, of, of this movie, uh, Jane's in Ricky's room and what Ricky dubs the most beautiful thing he's ever seen, a plastic bag flying around. Mm-hmm. Do you have an interpretation of this plastic bag? Well, what he said, mm-hmm. it's dancing with him in the mm-hmm. wind. I mean, and you know what? The first time and even when I watched it again this week, it that hit me what he was saying. You mm-hmm. know what movie kind of ruined this movie was that stupid, um, you know that that comedy that they do where they mock all these movies. Yeah. What is that like? Not another teen movie. Scary yeah, not movie. another teen movie, and they have the weird guy and they have a bag. I mean, I hated that okay. because I really felt like what Ricky was saying. I I could feel what he was saying. The cold right before snow. You know, you remember how how the temperature changes mm-hmm. and the bag just dancing for fun. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, I think while yes, because if you remember, this scene also gets played at the end of the movie. It's a beauty. Yes. To see beautiful things. I, I think because you have to picture what we just talked about that Lester's now being free mm-hmm. and so is Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just and this bag is kind of like symbolism of both of them. Um, but also here, you know, you got to also picture Jane has kind of been like captured by angela she like has. 17 is cool and yeah. you know this is cool 
Ricky's a freak. Don't whatever. Yeah. This is where she kind of holds his hand. And this is where she like, she's this is also where she's free. breaking away. Yeah. From she's her captive. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. She's captive right into Ricky. Yep. <laughs> so she's not really that free. Um, but again, like, you know, what follows the scene is Carolyn's at the shooting range. Mm-hmm. She's all like, you know, what I mean, there's just, I think this is really everyone's coming out or however you want to call it moment. Um, and, you know, and you kind of think where in the beginning of the movie, Carolyn was all this self-talk and whatever, and just, I will sell this and whatever. And now she's, you know, having an affair with someone she was clearly interested in. She's singing in the car, mm-hmm. shooting at the gun range. Like she's, you know, you could argue who's more freer, her or Lester, you know. Um, you know, it, this is like what you would kind of call like in, the, in I guess in this movie, like the turning point, mm-hmm. you know. Um and I guess, I guess also with Ricky and Jane and just what he thinks about this plastic bag, because I believe he says at some point he's like, oh, I, 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 I cried or he was crying during that plastic bag. Am I correct? Or I don't remember what he said. I think he said I could have cried. I uh-huh. cried or he was tearing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the idea of finding beauty in totally unexpected places. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Lester was, what, 42 years old when he met Angela. Mm-hmm. And you see what happened to him. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you know, him finding that plastic bag the same way he kind of found Jane. Yeah. Spying on her. You know, he's yeah, spying. And that's yeah, how he found yeah you know, the love of whatever, mm-hmm. as, as young as they are. And I believe he's 18, you know. Um, this plastic bag and kind of what got the push to create this film, uh, Alan Ball said in the commentary, he was sitting, was how creepy this is, sitting at the World Trade Center Plaza. <gasps> and he just saw a paper bag floating in the wind and inspired him to write the film. Just the idea of, he was so touched. Mm-hmm. You know, what Ricky says is from Alan Ball. Like, you know, um, him being just so touched by it is just, you know, beauty yeah. in unexpected places, you know. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite scene. Okay. The dinner scene with them discussing Lester's quitting. <laughs> it is a he good asked, scene. <laughs> he, you know, it's funny when you look back, it's like, someone pass him the fucking asparagus. Pass him <laughs> the fucking asparagus. And I don't use language like that, but he is done, folks. Uh, but, you know, this is the scene that made me realize I, I like those scenes. I love this scene, yes, you know. Yes, it was wonderful. I, and I don't have all, all exactly the things he said because I just love I turn every time. Every time I watch the movie, I turn my mind off. I stop doing notes because I just want to watch how mm-hmm. great this is. Mm-hmm. The point where he lifts the asparagus up <laughs> and he just slams against the wall. If you go back and watch that scene, that was another thing unscripted. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. like they didn't. Like I think they had something there, but mm-hmm. their reactions are totally genuine. You mm-hmm. know. But what a great way to capture it. And violent, uh, I was going to say violent isn't Lester. Lester isn't violent. Not at all. And I don't even think he meant to be in the scene. It's yeah. just, it was the only way he was going to capture. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, he's just going on and on. He's just like, can someone please pass the asparagus? <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, right after this scene, you know, it's kind of like the, the mommy and daddy fighting, right? And then Jane goes upstairs. Without getting too much into it, you know... Janie's now definitely rebelling against her parents. Yes. That's probably she's always been. But to the point now where she could like kind of talk shit to her mother, mm-hmm. Carolyn slaps her. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that same exact scene in Six Feet Under Season 5. Do you mm-hmm. remember it at all? Uh, it happens almost twice. Okay. But there's definitely a scene coming up where Ruth slaps Claire. Okay. And it's 
same exact thing in her bedroom and all of that. Okay. Um, well, that's just Alan Ball going back to the well <laughs> two times. Um, but and, and Carolyn's so materialistic. She said when I was growing up, she slapped her. She called her I ungrateful brat. I lived in a duplex. <laughs> Carolyn, honey, there's nothing wrong with loading a duplex. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot better than most people have. I had have. to wait till I was 17 till I had my first car. <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah. Carolyn, you're so far removed. And you know what's funny? It's it's in that scene when I sort of realized, and, and you know, when you go back and look at it, as the movie starts, and because uh, in the, the basketball dance scene, mm-hmm. she's wearing makeup and it makes her look more awkward, Janie. Yeah, it does. Angela's not wearing much makeup. As by the end of the film, Janie's wearing no makeup, and Angel's wearing so much makeup. Yeah, you know, just kind of being like true it, to what person uh-huh. they actually are. Angel's just total fraud. All mm-hmm. this makeup, mm-hmm. Jane with no makeup. You mm-hmm. know, um, it's really funny how 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 that their characters turn. Um, Lester sells the Camry for a 1970 Pontiac Firebird, for which to, for which Lester now claims he. Oh, I forgot. Say it to me. Say it to me. I know. I know this is a big deal, too. He says, I just saw and I got a 1970 Pontiac Firebird. I rule. Oh, that's right. Oh, my <laughs> oh, God. I can't believe I missed that. I think my I said, B. I think I said, I rule <laughs> for months. I'm telling you, in my car, all I played was all along the Watchtower, but the Jimi Hendrix version. Of course. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not down with the Bob Dylan version. Uh-uh. American Woman, Jimi uh-huh. Hendrix. And just saying I rule. Did I you? I fucking love that. I'm so glad you broke yourself of that. <laughs> I think I'm going to start saying Please it. Please don't. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. That was such an important scene. Um, yeah. But I think here, uh, it's funny because it's like, it's there if you want it to be or if you want to read too much into it. And you tell me if I'm reading too much into it. I thought like using camera... I don't know what the word is, and I should I should eventually look up what the actual word is. I'm calling it camera imagery. I mm-hmm. know that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Once it's established, because this is a scene where Lester kind of turns on, he, he comes on to his wife, Carolyn, you know, and you think, oh my God, their their romance is re-sparked. Maybe mm-hmm. they just kind of had their outs, and now they're, you know. And right before, he kind of like, I don't want to say attacks her on the couch. He starts coming on to her. That's mm-hmm. fair to say? Mm-hmm. You notice he has the he's playing with the remote control car, which right. how funny is that for a forty two year old man? He hits her with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but right before he jumps onto her, the remote the the remote from the remote control has a big antenna. Uh-huh. And if you notice is he kind of slaps the top and puts the antenna all the way down. Uh-huh. Uh if you want to look at that as like a phallic symbol, because oh. right there he like goes onto her on the couch yeah. and he's they're getting all hot and heavy, and she's like <gasps> Go ahead. Do you it remember this? Lester, your beer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes, Lester, your beer is going to... And he's like, it's just a fucking couch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, talk about... Uh, uh, ruining the moment. Ruining the moment, but caring about stuff that doesn't matter. It's because she's materialistic. Yes. And I, you know, if you figure she's been so lusting for... I, I don't know. who who who's, the wrong, who's in the wrong up to this point of... Did Lester stop wanting to have sex with her? Did she make it abundantly clear like i don't think that will know i'm just saying yeah and i don't think it's for us to decide i'm just saying it's clearly was missing and Mm -hmm. at this point lester's coming on to her and obviously you know who really is she in the mood to have sex with her husband who just quit his job it sounds like he got a year salary out of it he did he got a year severance and Um, full medical benefits right 
Um, and he's clearly like lashing out. Just sold to Camry, you know. Yeah. Who's to say? But um, yeah. Talk about putting his uh, thing oh, in a, a box. Good. That's that's uh, um, that's a good observation. <laughs> uh, quick thing I wanted to point out, and you just pointed out something before where you were like, "It's a movie. We kind of have to accept it." You just said it before. No, I didn't. You did. You what said did something. I say? I forget. You said something where you're like, I was like, yeah, but it's a movie. We kind of have to accept it. I don't know. I, I pointed one out where Lester and uh, uh, Ricky are, are smoking in the room. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We find out in the middle of the movie where the opening scene of the movie when Janie's like, I want you to kill my dad. Yes. So the whole movie we're watching, we're supposed right. to think Ricky's the one who kills. Right. And as many internet chat rooms and AOL. In 1999. Right. They all thought uh. it was Ricky. <laughs> um, now we see where that scene started. Right. Originated so we see from. that. Right. Um, you know, and we know how overprotective. What we haven't talked about is how overprotective his father is. Ricky's father, Frankie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever call him Frankie. I just call him Frankie. Fitz. Yeah. I don't know why you just called him that. <laughs> but, but, you know, we see how overprotective he is. And this is the scene where they're, 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 they're recording each other with a camera and they're smoking. And you don't think that he can't smell Do you know that? how pungent know. pot is? I know. I, I can know. smell four blocks away of someone smoking I know. pot, you know? I know. And again, I'm taking away from the spirit of the film. I know. It's supposed it's to be the movie. We have freeing. to accept it. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but there's no way that doesn't get through. Uh, I guess sort of the final act of the movie starts when Lester declares that this is the last day of his life. Mm-hmm. And it definitely starts out... Um, As a perfect day. Yeah. It does, doesn't no, it? No, because he, he drinks his carrot juice and he's... He's um, running, drinks his carrot juice. Uh, right now we have the scene on where the king is now in Carol. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Um, you know... You know, he he decide he declares that this is the last day of his life, and it here it's where it, I mean, like you pointed out, it, it's already been building up. But the way Lester mimics or mimes the way to Ricky call me, and his father sees it, it's like, oh yeah, it's yeah. on. It really oh, starts yeah. like you know, uh, yeah. And it's here we see Frank pop having to pop in the tape of Lester lifting those. <laughs> Eight minute abs aerobic dumbbells. Um, <laughs> 2.5 pounders. And if, <laughs> and if you remember, it sort of reminds me when Ricky said never, you know, Lester's talking with Ricky and he's like, how do you get away with all this? Mm-hmm. And Ricky says, never underestimate the power, power of denial. denial. Um, and that's how Lester eventually gets shot. <laughs> you know, like the yeah. power of denial be from his father. That's you know, right. that's um, right. It's funny how they do that. that. Uh the scene, another one of my favorites, and at this point, the whole entire fucking movie is my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Lester catches Carolyn and the king at Smiley's. Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> but then it was also sincere because he just looked at her and said, I just want you to be happy. Well, And, and we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, right before Lester's killed, mm-hmm. he's genuinely happy where he is in life. Yes. You know what I mean? He's happy. Jane's happy. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened with Angela, mm-hmm. how he, you know, uh, yeah, he's genu- like he's, he's totally happy. okay. Mm-hmm. And imagine how well that divorce probably goes. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's still in this state, yeah. once, you know, you have to give half of your shit away, you know, and all yeah, that, whatever. Sure, sure. Uh, I don't know what's funnier, seeing Carolyn get caught or Lester actually, like he had to clock in at like eight o'clock, uh-huh. <laughs> like work and put on a smiley's uniform, you know, 40, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it, but he purposely took this 
position. Yes, with the you least know? amount of responsibility. Yes. He took it because when he was 17, he loved it. He got laid and, no, and I, but I partied. Mean, but I mean, like, I don't know. I like to have this conversation sometimes, and I, I don't want to venture too far away from everything. But if money didn't matter, do you mm. know what job you would take? I don't know if we've had this conversation before. If right now money didn't matter, what would you go do? I'd be a makeup artist. You'd be a makeup artist. Mm-hmm. I would either host my own radio show mm-hmm. or open up a radio station. I love it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or a podcast that gets more than three listens. Yes. Thank you, Marissa, me, and Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, could you imagine? But just the idea of like, I don't know if you had a job when you were younger where you look back. It's just the idea of when you look back at how much responsibility you didn't have, mm-hmm. you know, your only thing that mattered is, you know, whatever. Yep. Uh, how awesome that must be to go back to your job at like 18. And, but it's just so funny. You know, welcome to Smiley. I know Smiley's is intentionally cheesy, you know. Yeah. Welcome to Smiley. Would you like a Smiley fries? I think that I would definitely be a caterer again. That's what I did when I was 15. But see what I, but see what I mean? There's All I had people- to do was show for five hours. <laughs> Ate half the food and get out of there. <laughs> but Couldn't you, care less about anything. When you're working during, I don't know, to me, when you during those years, you're just kind of like, oh, I can't wait till I get to whatever. Yeah. And then one day you're just like, fuck, I can't wait to get back to that. You know? I'd love to work at Hardee's again. Um, I just think it's really funny. It, mm. That's him totally living out his life. I think that I think that his last year of his life has been beautiful. Good for him. Uh, when <laughs> I just really love to see he catches her and he's like, no, no, no. You don't get to tell, tell me, me what to do, do anymore. Again. <laughs> it's perfect. And he's so right because you could see she's pro- that's probably worked their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Her being like, you're going to take out the trash or, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, nope, nope, not anymore. He's done. Um, Frank sees Ricky, you know, and, and night this. <sighs> so this starts it. I mean, this, this, starts, is, this is the this, end. After this, this is. He, Ricky gets a page. Right. Of course, it alerts everybody why he doesn't have his beeper on silent. Fine. And he has to rush over to the house to give Janie her geometry book. And remember, he's already suspecting that Ricky and Lester are together. Right. And then he starts spying on him. And the way that they they did the scenes they, to this yeah. movie mm-hmm. was perfect. Yeah. I mean, because it looks is, like... It looks like they're having well, uh, he's performing an intimate moment. Sex on right. Him. And they're absolutely not. And it's... I don't know. I have it like labeled here as with the question mark. Is it darkly funny? It's darkly funny. Right? And this whole movie kind of has a dark, dark yeah. comic taste to it. Um, but, but you know, the way Frank receives that. And like you said, he's naked in the mirror. And he's yep. filming him. Right. And all this stuff. And he's running with the gay neighbors, mm-hmm. you know? So now all this shit is totally... And him and his son are buddying up. And you would think, too, if he wasn't such a homophobe, mm-hmm. he could have just been like, yo... What are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's my son. Yeah. It's gay or straight, Mm -hmm. right? Because if the mother was the same way, Mm -hmm. you know, if he was videotaping the mother and Mm -hmm. now they're hanging out in the garage with the mother, it doesn't matter, gay or straight. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with my son? Yeah. We know Ricky's only 18. Right. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you something because it's something I want to, and it's what we're going to start to talk about. We have the scene on here where Ricky, um, they open his cabinet Mm -hmm. and he pulls out the Nazi plate and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Later, Ricky gets the shit kicked out of him for like, mm-hmm. you know, why are you going in there? Me having just said that and what we're about to start talking about, can you sort of point out why he got so mad about that? Or did you know why he got so mad about it? Was there something secret he, in there Well, that I, would tie I, him to being a gay man? 
I, yes. I think what it, was it? I, no, I, I, there's nothing specific. I just think the idea of... Oh, opening that's my his... Pri- yeah. Oh. That's my private life. And that's... that's yeah. You're opening up something I don't want you to see. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and then that's why... He, I mean, because you think... He didn't take anything. He didn't Mm-mm. touch anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, He's got something hidden in there. Well, yeah, that's exactly you know, what's mm-hmm. hidden is mm-hmm. he likes men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, Victor, you're very intuitive to this movie. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I just think it because it, 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 now is when it starts really yes. kicking off, right? And you have to think it's funny if you could ever take yourself away from movies. Sometimes, if you think about like what this one night. And what it did to so many different people, <laughs> like you know, yes. um, you know, with with these two families, I guess even Angela. Um, so there, Janie and and Angela are are in bed in their room, and uh, Angela has her little burst out because Ricky. Now, uh, l- l- let me scale back a little bit. Frank is in Ricky's room, beats the shit out of him. And he's leaving. Yeah, and but he Ri- admitted. And Ri- he's he said. Yeah, I'm the be- best. He, I'm wait, the whoa, best whoa. in town. F- Colonel Fritz Fitz said, "If you are gay, you will never. You will be yeah. out of." My-. And he says, "Do yeah. you mean?" Ricky says, "Do you mean that?" Yeah. And you see him like take a deep breath and get ready for this moment, and then starts saying, "Yep, that's it. Let I'm." Me, let me ask you a really quick question because it just occurred to me. At that moment, mm-hmm. where he is, mm-hmm. he has his fist, his son in his left hand, holding him by his shirt, about mm-hmm. to punch him, right hand cocked, mm-hmm. ready to punch him. Mm-hmm. Do you think Frank right there knows he's, I don't want to call him gay, he has homo tendencies, homosexual tendencies? Because it just occurred to me, maybe he never was, he just always found men attractive. And now he sees his neighbor, oh look, my son's over there blowing yeah. him, having sex with him. No, I haven't. So do you think he's much. had like Trist in the past? Yes, I think See, he very I, much has. And again, as someone who's just mm-hmm. came up with this on the spot and mm-hmm. I'm admitting it, I think this is kind of the first time he realized to himself, oh, I think I like men. Or I like the idea of... No. And I have someone right next door who I can just go over and kiss. Yeah. I, I, I think see that. What, I see your point. You know what that, I mean? But I think yeah. he's been doing I haven't this. had this idea flushed out. I literally came up with it yeah. just as you were talking. Um, I think it's there if you want, you know, to make point of it. Um, you know, and, and but to go back to, to the actual movie, uh, this is where Ricky and Janie uh, decide they're going to run away to New York and... You know, Mina, uh, Mina Safari. Jeannie has, what, $4,000 in boob money? 3000 3000 She's been babysitting since she was and 10. And Ricky says, I've got 20, 40 grand. 30 grand. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. He has 40 grand. That's insane. We're out. <laughs> wow. I'm in the wrong I'll industry. I'll tell you what, though. And it's totally funny how it works out. Because she said it earlier in the movie. Ricky roast Angela to her core when he calls her. You're original, bland, boring, and you and know ordinary. it. Called her ordinary, and you know it. Yes, that's what set her yes. off. Yes, you know she's faking the same way. Yep, arguably, uh, Frankie is yep. about homophobia. Yep. You know, just like you, just totally cut to my core. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and I, I guess basically what this movie was building to unintentionally right um lester is working out shirtless Mm -hmm. frank comes over in the rain um and do you see we kind of know the movie now i would have loved to get my own my own genuine reaction because i don't remember if you think he's over coming over there to kill him 
You know, because at that point we have we there's we would never ever think that he. Yes, I did think. I think did I did. Yeah, I did think that that was going to happen, and it threw me off. Or, or when he fight him, him, or confront or fight, him, confront do him, something. Right. And you know what a what a great plot twist right. <laughs> where he comes to. You know, you know what's crazy about it? It's not the kiss. It was the hug mm-hmm. and the way he started grabbing him. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa! And you see it in like uh, Lester's eyes, where he's just kind of like, huh. But Lester handled it so well too. He was like, "Yo, yeah, yeah, cool." But I'm like, "Hey, yeah." Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, I kind of think. Well, I don't. Yeah, yes. I was gonna go into a whole other yes, but I I think what's funny here is how how I don't know ironic, but also kind of great writing where Lester means one thing, one life movement Mm -hmm. when he says like, "I don't care that my wife is out sleeping with another man." Mm -hmm. He's coming from a place of serene peace yeah. you know tranquility frank takes that as he's gay yes you know yes i don't care my wife could be out in a gangbang doesn't matter yeah i like men whatever yeah you guys got real serious yeah. there <laughs> that's how i use gangbang in our friendship okay <laughs> jesus victor where'd you come up with this stuff so carolyn's out at the gangbang and <laughs> <laughs> but it's just funny how they both are talking about the same exact thing, but they like both they're talking take about it the same the total so, different thing. Yeah, like yeah. that's just great writing, and we know it as like you know, um, um, and it's life altering. This mm-hmm. is like legit life altering for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think the tension build up. I just think that when he grabs his skin, it's like because that's our that's the audience's cue. Like, <gasps> mm-hmm. like oh my god, dude is gay homophobic you know whatever uh i just think it's great writing for, for that moment you know yeah and you know lester uh angela's in the corner crying and we we finally get t- finally get that um cumulative um uh, whatever you want to call it <sighs> there wasn't much in this scene that made me comfortable the only thing that made me comfortable is knowing that she was actually 20 years old which is still a little weird mm-hmm. but we're talking actors and they are of age. It's it was gross. But I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, like you know, yeah. by, you know, and everything, and yeah. you know, um, you know, it's so. So finally, we get we get the the whole come up and the whole together of everything that's kind of been building up, and all she wants to just hear is someone call me pretty and not boring. That's all it could she have wants been anyone, hear. you know. Yeah. It could have been Frankie <laughs> that was there. Anybody. He would have, yeah. Um, let me ask you this though. She says she says the words, it's my first time. And that's when it all stops. Mm-hmm. Would he have gone through with it if that didn't happen, like in the living room? I it's don't not like know. everyone was out on vacation. Yeah. They were upstairs. He didn't care, though. Probably. Just, what, Probably. Was Angela and Ricky going to come down and he was going to be like having sex with her and like, hey, guys, make sure you lock the door? Like, I, I would hope that he would figure out. I just, I'm glad that it didn't happen. I don't know what he would have done, but nobody knows. He's a, he was a, a loose cannon. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes Lester snap out of it besides the first time? Because that's, not, I, I don't think the first time. I think that, I think that if you skip back to some scenes earlier where um, he's sitting on the counter being all coy and being like, yeah, I don't know where your mom is. And Angela comes over to try to flirt with him and says, oh, you have muscles. And he looks at, and before he would just be like a blubbering fool or, or not say anything. And now he confidently looks at her and says, do you like muscles? And she backs up. I think that got his first QS into. Hmm. No, no, I know what I'm saying is. Uh, but then I think that, um, I think when she said, it's my first time. That he snapped out of it and went into dad mode. 
He has a daughter. I, I think that's what happened. I think he yeah. saw his daughter. I think that in, he was seeing. I think he was seeing. I think he yeah. was seeing something wrong with the picture mm-hmm. when she did the muscle thing, and then I think when that happened, he snapped right out of it, went back to dad mode. Yeah, I just think he. he that's when he realized Angela's yeah. his daughter. That's right. you know, and like he's not there to look at her in this creepy way anymore, no. but he's there to like someone to tell who's beautiful, someone right. to hug her, someone yeah. to make food for her, kind of yeah. like like he does, you know. Um, that's why I think he snaps out of it. Carolyn, while this is going on, Carolyn is, she's kind of back to the self-help after getting caught and mm-hmm. she's going to, do you think she intended to kill Lester? I don't know what to, she, she was going to do. She walked up to the house with a gun. I know. At the very least, she was going to taunt him or, or something. threaten him. I don't right? know what she was going to do. Uh, you know, and, and we just talked about it before, but right before the kill scene, um, Angela goes to the bathroom, Ricky and Janie are upstairs. Carolyn is traveling to the house with a gun. Um, and like we talked about, we see that Lester is couldn't be more happy. He's mm-hmm. tearing. He's so happy mm-hmm. looking at it, you know, a portrait mm-hmm. of the family. Jane is happy. He comes to whole peace with this Angela thing, yep. right? Um, he's made peace with his wife. Yeah, yeah. He knows she's happy. Happy she's met someone, yep. having, oh, having fun, whatever. And he even says to himself, because you know, Angela asks him, how are you? And he's like, you know, no one has asked me that, so I'm great, yeah. you know? Uh, that is the last thing he says mm-hmm. before he's shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I had a thing here. If he's so happy and content with his life, do you agree? But clearly, you agree. Um, Frankie f- shoots him in the back of the head. I love the use of sound here because it's just noise, mm-hmm. the rain, mm-hmm. but it takes up a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. After he's shot, there's deafening silence. Meaning when you go from loudest, like right now as we sit in this room, mm-hmm. there's a lot of noise. Yeah. I got my, my, my this on, my refrigerator, uh-huh. it's everything. Deafening silence when you can't hear it. I, I, I get why they call it deaf, you know, and that's exactly what happens after he's, he's shot, you know. Um, the way Ricky looks at Lester. Yes. I think that's amazing acting. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are, that, that is true That talent. gave me goosebumps. But that he's, because he's like. He's curious and he's like mystified, and then he, you see it on his all on his face, and all of a sudden now he's happy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. he knows how much that piece Lester is, and I think mm-hmm. that's just great, and it's just so funny that Ricky's eighteen, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. you know, he's not supposed to be that mature and whatnot, you know. Um, it's really if you read about that actor's life after that movie came to success, he uh, he was addicted to heroin horrifically lost his first marriage lost everything he's clean and sober now uh, according to wikipedia <laughs> but it's just i'm just saying like yeah yeah wow you know and i think we got a nice playback of of the shot where we see all the where the characters were yeah and i'm telling you this is why i don't think you'll be able to find an aol chat room or a post okay i'm okay. just saying because what i'm saying the movie yeah here's the thing i bet you there was an edit of the movie mm-hmm. where we don't know because what happens is there was a cut of the movie uh-huh. where the movie ends and Ricky and Janie are in jail. Was there? Yeah. Oh. oh I mean, we don't. We didn't get to see it. I'm just uh-huh. saying, like that was one ending. Okay. There was definitely a shot, uh, a cut of the movie where he's shot in the back of head, and that's how they're gonna leave it. Uh huh. They probably had test audiences where it's like, no, mm. we need to know how this ended. Because mm-hmm. we get a, where everyone was when the shot happened. Yeah. Angel's in the bathroom. Right. Ricky and Jane are walking down the stairs right. and whatnot. Um. I'm just saying they couldn't be any more clear of who okay. shot him. <laughs> Maybe in 99, people just weren't paying attention, okay? <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Again, $20. To, okay. Uh, if you could find it. 
And and twenty dollars to the person who finds it and vet, and 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 emails me it, I will personally Venmo that person twenty dollars. Oh gosh. Whoever it is out there that listens and has listened this far in the podcast, yeah. what a way to earn money! What a way to um, earn money! As, as and just like we spoke about it before, as, as for final themes, we get the call back to the plastic bag. And again, this is now when Lester's dead. And yeah. The plastic bag is like intertwined with him, all bloodied out on the table, whatnot. Mm. Um, you know, just finally free. Mm -hmm. you know juxtaposed with the plastic bag and you know i love the ending and it kind of it it stuck with me where he's like maybe you have no idea what i'm talking about but one day you will yes (laughs) i'm just like shit you know you always get to a point in life you're like i I think i'm pretty confident where i am in life i think i know everything and then i don't know i watched the the end of this movie and i'm like i'm so much you know you think you're old but you're not Mm -hmm. and that brings us to the end of our film uh final thoughts great movie it was mm-hmm. a great movie. I just, it's the first time I watched it to watching it again. It it was something, it's just a movie that's always stuck with me. Yeah. It, it This really is one of the movies that stuck with me. And this sort of changed my my view on, on music because I, I just became obsessed with Jimi Hendrix. By the way, do you know when Jimi Hendrix's birthday is? Mm-mm. November 27th. What? I love Jimi Hendrix, by the way. And uh, it really made me fall in love with Jimi Hendrix and just... God, I just went. Have you ever been to the Rock and Roll Museum in, in Cleveland? Cleveland? Yeah, you have, they have his couch yeah. that he used to yeah. write on and everything. Uh, and he was like really a um, mm. um, um, real genius ahead of his time. Very much. But so. and just and it's funny. Like I remember watching this movie and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna start rebelling or whatever. And it's like pff, I'm 20 years old. I'm already rebelling against whatever. Uh, I wonder. This is another movie just like Six Feet Under. I wonder how I'll take this movie in 10 years if I'm, you know what I mean? Well, look at it that it's been 10 years and look how we look at uh, how we're looking y- at it. You know what? 100%. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand so much more about Lester. I understand Lester, so much more about you know? Lester. Um, um, I still don't and, know and, how these people have these beautiful homes at that <laughs> yeah. age and I barely can afford my apartment. I mean, what was I missing? Um, look at that. They have, look at, look at their home and they're like my age, looking, literally. Well, he's 42. I know, but I'm almost 42 and I have, their living room is still bigger than my apartment. Well, let's stick to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> I just don't understand. Uh, with that being said, we hope you enjoyed this. We hope on we're our back. half you will promote for us and we have 12 episodes. Okay. And then we're ending. Yeah. Uh, we will get to... And then we're going to be starting the new podcast, uh, Digging Golden Girls. Digging. Very <laughs> digging, excited about digging that. Digging back up six feet, the Golden Girls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, again, if you are listening at this point in the podcast, there is a lot of people I want to say hi to and give shout outs and whatnot, but we'll save that for six feet under. So with that being said, we are finished here and we will talk to you next week with season Adios. five, episode one. I'll say it again. Adios and buenas noches. Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Listen to this and all episodes at diggingpodcast.com. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. Digging Six Feet Under.